This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, May 20th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who has a growing football helmet collection, Jerem Jordan. I would love that. Uh, you know, like the mini ones, certainly cheaper, although those, those are expensive. They're like 30 bucks. 30 bucks, but full-size helmets. Listen, uh, Billy Nixon, it's Dr. Dr. Nixon to uh, all of us, actually, uh, from BYU Equipment, tweeted the following yesterday. Renovations continue. New trade helmet case is looking good. Still a long way to go. And if you look closely, there's one particular helmet in an interesting position. It is the University of Utah, (laughs) and it is upside down. How about that? And I love it. (laughs) Organized by conference. Yeah, it's interesting to see what helmet is uh, chosen as well. You know, some uh, old school, some new school. So uh, there you go. I BYU, saw a Troy fan. Cougar uh, stat says, or Cougar stat says, BYU's played 92 FBS opponents. Pretty That's impressive. There's a lot of helmets to put in there. I saw a Troy fan, no kidding, Troy, yeah. say, wait, didn't you play against the smoke gray helmets last year? How come they didn't give you one of those helmets? Yeah, like how specific uh, are you going to be? On that, you know, any helmet is, and, and is, is good it like, for me. So soccer teams exchange a little little banner, you know, uh, pennant or something uh, with each other. Do football teams exchange a helmet or a couple <laughs> helmets? Is that a thing? Like I, I don't. Is it the equipment staff to do it? I wish they did it at the coin toss. They're like, here's our token of friendship. Here as we go to battle. I want to see that next year. I'm interested to see if and when there is a retort from the University of Utah. In response to that picture being sent out, they don't because pay attention to what happens down surely here. Surely there will be. <laughs> they don't care. They're in the Pac 12. Here's your show lineup, which Utah fans don't care about. BYU basketball has bolstered the lineup with a transfer point guard. Who is he? Yeah, baby. Who he plays like or tries to play like, and what that means for the immediate future of Cougar Hoops and head coach Mark Pope. Three-time All-American soccer star Michaela Coulihan on why she's opting for one more season at the Y instead of just going pro. Plus, it's BYU softball game, ta- game day rather in the NCAA Regionals. BYU baseball welcomes Willie the Wave, sort of, and the best performance ever by an injured BYU athlete. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tijon Lucas is coming to Provo from Milwaukee for the men's basketball team. He's a sixth-year senior, had a redshirt year in there, who has one year to play. 6'2", 180, averaged nearly 15 points, five boards, four assists. Make that five assists last season. Played two years at Illinois, two at Milwaukee. Much more on how he fits coming up, and as you mentioned, we will talk with Tijon Lucas as well. You will meet the man in roughly 12 to 13 minutes. West Coast Conference champion BYU softball opening play at the NCAA Regionals tonight in Tempe, Arizona. The Cougars face Virginia Tech out of the Atlantic Coast Conference at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, live streaming on Watch ESPN and ESPN.com. This marks the first ever meeting between the Cougars and Hokies in softball. BYU finished the season at 36-15, and 15, the Hokies 33-13. and 13. What Very was their RPI? Teams. The Cougars set to make their 16th straight NCAA Regionals appearance. One Super Regional in there. Hopefully this is the second. 
Baseball has three games left. The series versus Pepperdine begins tonight, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Then locally on the radio, 107.9 FM, and nationally on the BYU Cougar Time. How about former Batcat shortstop Daniel Schneeman doing work in the minor leagues with a late-inning two-run homer in a Lake County captain's 3-2 win over the Great Lakes Loons yesterday. Okay. Schneeman and the captains back to work tonight at 6.05 Eastern. His wife, Allie, by the way, former BYU softball player, is a volunteer assistant with BYU softball in Tempe. Carson Lundell shot one uh, under yesterday at the NCAA Regionals, his best round. Tie for 30-30, he jumped up 21 spots in the individual standings for being eliminated. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Today's What's Trending, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Jerem, BYU basketball levels up in the transfer portal Again, and with a critical addition at the point guard position. Tijon Lucas, a transfer with experience at the University of Illinois and most recently Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Where does the addition of Tijon Lucas put the BYU basketball roster at this point? Way better than Gonzaga. No, uh, no, it's, it's really good. I think he's a great fill-in for what Brandon Averett did. Kind of similar games. Let's talk about it. So 6-2-180, so certainly a little taller. Um, six-year senior, obviously, that experience, a grad transfer, similar in that regard, came from the Big Ten. Brandon Avery came from Oklahoma State. It's not a one-for-one comparison, but it is pretty interesting. Uh, primarily a point guard, playmaker, uh, good shooter. Not a great shooter, but maybe he becomes a great shooter here. I'm excited to see that. 21st in assist rate in the country last year at 5.8. Again, that's really, really good. Plus nearly 15 a game, right? Three games with 30-plus points. That, that was Brandon Avery last year, by the way. Multiple thirty-point games. Um, this is good. I really like him. Looks like he can finish with both hands. A leader wants to be here. Um, you know, reports yesterday, and we'll talk to him coming up. Wants to get into the postseason. Wants to make a run. Those are those are in line with what BYU wants to do. And obviously, BYU needed a point guard. So yes, I think this is a great fit of yet another grad transfer that BYU is bringing in that uh, is going to come in and listen. Ready to go. Like, a grad transfer isn't developing in any way, shape, or form in terms of, like, okay, well, hopefully by the end of the season they're good. No, right away he's going to to be a starter, and he's going to contribute in a massive way on this team. The clear number one need on the BYU basketball roster, the point guard position. Regardless of whether Alex Barcella comes back Exactly. They needed a point guard in the worst way. So an immediate leader and scorer, as you pointed out, on the floor, 15 points a game. If Alex Barcelo doesn't come back, at least BYU has one veteran that can lead the team, get him into their offense that relies so heavily on the ball screen and the pick and roll. If Alex Barcelo does come back, and this is along the lines of what you pointed out, it's kind of the same dynamic yes, of the yes. ABBA backcourt. Yes. It just has different D-O. initials now. So it's Alex Barcelo, it's the Abtol. Abtol. That doesn't work <laughs> back, as well. No, well, it doesn't. It's T-Lab. Okay, all right. That doesn't work. The T-Lab of BYU basketball. <laughs> Put now, on yeah. your lab coat. No, it doesn't work. If Barcelona Once does come back, the Cougars obviously back in business because yep. they replicate the same dynamic that they had with Brandon Averett and Barcelo last year. I really like this addition. I love his attitude. I can't wait for BYU fans to meet this guy on BYU Sports Nation. I can't wait to meet him next segment. Super energetic. Um, I, 
I think this is a home run for BYU. And I know they needed a point guard. This isn't just any point guard. This is a guy that had offers from several other places, highly sought after in the Utah was one portal. Of the University of Utah was very hot on his uh, trail, <gasps> and he comes to BYU. So He flipped the helmet upside down, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a fitting introduction to today's show with T. John Lucas saying no to Utah and uh, that fitting into the helmet situation. Yes, and he's a good fit. And again, I've said this before, the staff understands the value of the transfer because they were transfers. Chris Burgess, Duke to Utah, Mark Pope, Washington to Kentucky. They get that finding the right fit really yeah. matters. So I, I'm excited. And when you look at the whole roster, 11 committed scholarships, perhaps 12, depends on one, one player in particular. So BYU still has a scholarship or two. BYU is, I know this, BYU, we know this. BYU is still active in trying to get a transfer or two still to yeah. uh, the team. Don't be surprised because, to see a couple more. Yeah, you don't want to rely necessarily uh, you know, on an incoming freshman to be like in the you know, six- or seven-man rotation initially. You want some time to develop for those players. It's some of these transfers who are you know, ready to go. And again, Alex Barcelo does not count against 13 scholarships. If Alex Purcell has not said what he's going to do, uh, but hopefully he comes back, man. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. If he doesn't come back, BYU have to replace that position as well. But they at least at have, have Tijon Lucas. You would need to. I think if AB doesn't come back, you have to get another point guard. Because who's the, who's the next guy? Well, it was Jesse Wade, but he's done. And is Hunter Erickson a point guard? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, but it is nice to know there's going to be a, a battle at a bunch of spots, right? The only... The only sure position, like this guy's a starter, uh, no matter what, uh, well, I, besides Tijon, is Caleb Lohner to me. Gideon George is up for grabs. The battle between Harward and Baxter is up for grabs. Caleb Lohner to me is the only one besides Tijon Lucas where I go, oh, he's in for sure. Listen to these six guys, okay? Tijon Lucas, Richard Harward, Caleb Lohner, Gavin Baxter, maybe. Gideon George. What are you referring to? What are you... uh, a starting five, oh, a starting first five. six. And then at... Tre- Trevin Nell wants to be in that mix. Spencer Johnson wants to be in that mix. Yeah, Trev- Trevin Nell's the incumbent there. Like he, he would, if you're looking at wings, yeah, Spencer Johnson's uh, got to overtake Trevin a bit. So the way Trevin played at the end of the season, Trevin's the guy going into the offseason. But if we throw Alex Barcelo in the mix. Yeah, oh, let, let's, let's predict the starting lineup. Uh, you know, AB, if he Lucas. comes back. Lucas, are you putting Gideon George there, or is it Trevanell? Caleb Lohner at the four. And then there's a battle there with Baxter, Baxter and Harward. Harward. Yeah. And whatever guy Baxter, is not starting is probably the first off the bench or one of the first right. off the bench. Baxter, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. There's the connection. Dijon Lucas, Cody Feger, Jamal Williams until he went. Yeah, yeah, Mark anyway. Pope, former Milwaukee Bucks. There's a million. We'll talk about it later. Top I believe two. it's Miliwake, Jerem. Yes. Algonquin for the good land. Yes. In the spirit of LeBron's game-winning shot and performance last night in the Lakers' uh, playing 7-8 game, which felt like uh, Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. Versus the Warriors after being poked in the eye. Uh, Draymond Green doing his thing. Which BYU athlete has the best performance while injured? Hey, there are a couple that come to mind immediately. First and foremost, Robbie Bosco. That's the one. That's the winner. his leg in the national championship game against Michigan. Comes back in. Leads BYU to a dramatic 24-17 victory. And they close out the perfect season in 84. That's first. Let's discuss what's second. 1990, and I think this one gets kind of lost in the fray of BYU beating number one ranked Miami and launching Ty Detmer's Heisman campaign. 
He throws a pass on like a 15-yard out to Chris Smith, takes a shot from an All-American defensive end from the Hurricanes, and has stitches put into his chin early in the game. 15 stitches right under his little chin guard, and is like, it was oh, whatever. Because Ty was little. Whatever. <laughs> Keeps playing. We don't talk about that. He's still got the scar. I've talked to him about it a few times. Like, it's a big still scar. Still got the scar, huh? Wow. Big scar under Listen, his chin. Listen, if you're going to get a scar, that's the game. Right? It in. Okay, it, that literally launched the Heisman campaign. That game, that win won Ty Detmer, I think, the Heisman Trophy. Eventually, yes. Uh, he had to keep going, but yeah. Um, it, it would be funny if he's like, where'd you get that from? Oh, uh, 1988, I was a retro freshman against New Mexico. No, no, no. Number one Miami, stayed in the game, went right to the sideline, stitched him up, didn't miss a play. Okay, I want to bring up uh, Reno Mahe, 2001. So he, uh, his appendix bursts on a Sunday, and then he plays Saturday, six days later. This is wild. Against Utah. That's wild. And and he has, like, two touchdowns, I think, in 100 plus yards. (laughs) Like, that's unbelievable. Um, There's some other that come to mind. Um, Ossie Antonetti played, like, a whole year with Uh a cast on his Left uh-huh. hand. He was left-handed, so that's funny. Uh, the bowl game we learned. Um, I knew this going into the bowl game, and then we kind of told it after the after the game, and then we you know talked about it in I think what March with Isaiah Fusi. He said he had like a what was it like an eight inch uh, you know tear in his hip flexor or something, Awful. and he played through that in the Boca Raton Bowl. I mean that that one's not like going to be top three per se, but that one's more recent. Um, that that's insane. That's insane. What some of these guys go through. So it, you know, I, I always laugh a little bit, like in the majors. I was like, oh, his elbow is sore, can't play. I'm like, that's every football player. That's why my guy is <laughs> like Cal it's, Ripken. It's different. Iron Man never yeah. missed a game in 21 seasons. Yeah. Well, that's just insane. Like, it's incredible. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Reno Mahe situation. We learned some fabulous details about that whole story in our conversation with Brandon Doman in our 2001 The Reviewables episode. If you haven't seen that, you should watch that. Because he goes into detail about helping Reno and spiritual matters get back on the field. Oh, just really cool. Okay, a couple of off-the-radar ones. Remember Brenna Porter back in 2017, BYU hurdler? She clips the first hurdle in the 400-meter race during the NCAA West Regional Championships. In Provo. A seven-inch gash in her, like seven inches. It's like, I don't, it was so bad I didn't want to look at the picture. It's hard to look at, right? Graphic images. We're not showing that image. Finishes the one-lap race with blood pouring down her leg, okay? She didn't win. She didn't advance, but she finished the race. Oh, yeah. And that kind of set her up for success. She became an All-American. She got to the uh, NCAA championship, set a new school record in that event eventually. So I like Brenda Porter's story. And then Kyle Collinsworth against Creighton in 2016, his final home game in the NIT, his flu game. Yeah, yeah. He showed up 20 minutes before tip-off, 20 minutes before tip-off because he was so <laughs> sick, couldn't keep any food down, and helped BYU beat Creighton and get uh, to the NIT Final Four. Really cool stuff. Okay, now our voice of the nation. In the spirit of LeBron's performance last night, what's the best BYU performance while being injured? Let's go to voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Brian Goodman on Instagram answers. Robbie Bosco against Michigan was crazy because he went to the locker room, came back out to play. But I'd argue Detmer's beatdown he took against Miami was a grittier performance. 
Yeah, there's a lot of gray area there in the grittier <laughs> conversation. But the uh, starting quarterback going down when you're playing for a natty uh, and then coming back out. That's the undefeated tough. season on the line. I did some research into what the knee injury was. It wasn't. It was. It might have been a strain, is is what I was told. But uh, he was obviously in some pain. But yeah, came it. back out, won yeah. the game, man. I love it when Blaine and uh, Steve Young give him a hard time about that. <laughs> Okay, coming up, is the BYU fan base bigger than the Utah and Colorado fan bases combined? Ooh, and as promised, the newest member of the BYU basketball team, Tijon Lucas, makes his BYUSN debut. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball season coming to a close. Three games left. Final series begins tonight against Pepperdine, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app, as well as on the radio, 107.9 FM locally and the BYU Cougars app next. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure now to welcome on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom the newest member of the BYU basketball team. He is a graduate transfer, Tijon Lucas. Tijon, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I appreciate you to having me, man. Excited to get to work. It's good to see the smile on your face. Uh, we're stoked to have you in Provo playing basketball for Mark Pope and BYU. I guess naturally the first question is, why BYU when you had so many other options? Uh. It, it was a hard decision. I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy, clear cut, and I just knew what I was going to do. But um, at the end of the day, it came down to a couple things. Um, going to a place where a culture was very good and established, and BYU has done a great job uh, with the rich history and culture here with winning, getting to the tournament continuously. Um, an opportunity to be able to have an impactful season uh, this upcoming year just because i only be there for six to eight months. Um, and I think I'll have a chance to do that here at BYU. And playing style is another uh, important thing for me. Uh, and I think for my assets and skills, you know, using ball screens, being able to make plays for others and me, is some of my uh, best skill sets. And so I think Coach Pope had a very clear-cut plan on how he'd be able to use me, how he'd be able to improve my game. And uh, the vision he has for the team is very clear and I, I support him every way and I trust that he'll do whatever it takes for me to expand my game to get to the next level where I want to be and to t- help the team win the West Coast Conference Championship and <laughs> National Championship. Hey, that would be great, man. Let's go through the Zags, right? Um, we're just glad you yeah. picked uh, BYU over Utah. And also, as a Milwaukee guy, <laughs> you wanted to play for a former Buck, right? And Mark Pope. <laughs> Man, it was it was a plus for sure. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your game. Um, you it, from the few highlights I've seen, you use both hands really well. You can shoot it well. I know Mark Pope can probably elevate your you know three point percentage to mid to high thirties. I think if not low forties, I think that would be great. And uh, Brandon Averett was a player that graduated that I think you fill that spot really well. Um, what has BYU told you about sort of their vision for what you could become? Uh. One of the playmakers that they need on the court, um, I know that they lost one in Brandon Aver, a great guy. Uh, respect to him. Did a great, lot of good things here. And I just want to come in, you know, try to fill those shoes and be able to make plays and make a different run. 
Fans love comparisons, Tijon. So who would you compare your style of play to if it came to an NBA type of scenario? I will compare my game to Chris Paul right now. Ooh, I like that. I like that. How, how so? How do you see that? Um, a great leader on the court. Uh, does a little bit of everything. Um, if you need him to take the last shot, you take the last shot. But he always makes others around him better. Uh, at every stop he's been at, um, pretty sure no one thought Phoenix was going to make it <laughs> second place in the West. <laughs> and OKC to the playoffs last year. So every stop he's been at, he's made other guys around him better and still had uh, individual success. So I think I'm I'm very capable of uh, making other guys around me better and myself. Okay, let's talk about your journey. So you're from Milwaukee, Illinois for two years. Oh, by the way, as a freshman, you played in a bunch of games. One game you didn't play in was against BYU. Your line I beat BYU by two in that game. You uh, transferred to Milwaukee redshirt. You play two. So this will be your sixth year in college, fifth year playing. Um, what, what's this journey been like for you to uh, now go to your third school and, and your final school? Uh, it's definitely been up and down. Uh, like you said, early on in my freshman year career, I didn't start. But, I mean, didn't play. Uh, it was the first time in my life that I actually never played and didn't start a game. So it was very challenging. Um, ended up uh, fighting through it, started the last, like, 20-some games my freshman year and started the next, like, 20-some games my sophomore year. So Illinois was good. We had a coaching change that I didn't sign under. So I ended up leaving after one year trying it out. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the system for me at the time. So I decided to go somewhere where I thought I could um, – best use my assets again um unfortunately it was it was back here in milwaukee um i love my time here at milwaukee i was able to get better a lot excuse me as a person and a player and just going my next stop uh i'm only here for six to eight months and it's a real business deal and just trying to help any team get to a tournament and get a deep run that's that's my biggest thing BYU basketball transfer point guard Tijon Lucas with us on BYU Sports Nation. What was your first impression of Mark Pope, the head coach at BYU? High energy. High <laughs> energy. <laughs> High energy. And that's, that's my kind of guy. That's what I need. That's what I need. Uh, that was one of the reasons I actually went to Illinois. Coach John Gross is a high-energy guy. Um, definitely a family guy. Coach Pope seems like he's all about family and united and something I want to be a part of you know I want to I'm a loyal guy I like to be family oriented and I definitely love coach Pope and the prioritize me um show me that he really invested in me the clear cut vision and I commend for that when did BYU and Mark Pope first pop onto your radar as a possible landing spot for you oh well I can say this they were the first school to hit me when I got in the portal, literally two minutes after I got the email back, <laughs> they were the first one. <laughs> so uh, uh, I give Coach Cody credit for that too, because he was he was the one who called me. Um, hey, a Milwaukee but, guy, it, Cody Figure from Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Green Bay tie, you know, Packer fan. But at the end of the day, man, they were been so consistent. Um, Checking in on me, me and my support team, my mom, Mr. McHenry. Um, and then they just been consistent and showing me my plan, making sure I need anything. You know, do I want to see film? 
do they broke down my film and compared me to players that they have, how they can improve me. Just it was just a very clear cut vision on the plan for me individually and as a team. I'm looking forward to it. Something we've noticed with the staff in the last couple of years, Tijan, is that uh, they are transfers themselves for the most part. Chris Burgess went to Duke and then Utah. They found the right fit. It worked for them. Mark Pope, obviously, Washington to Kentucky. So they're guys that get it in this regard. But uh, I wanted to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit more about yourself off the court. What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Um, Who are you? Uh, Okay. So off the court, um, I really so I just got the PS5 the other day. Okay, so okay. Been trying to been trying to get a little active on there. I, I play a little games, you know, Call of Duty and stuff on my spare time. Not so much 2K, just because you know I like to get away from basketball a little bit. Um, uh, but I like to hang out with friends, uh, have fun, watch TV, watch movies, um, kick it. Uh, very family, like I said, family oriented, friends oriented. So uh, whenever I have my downtime. You know, you know, student athletes really don't have that much, so I really like to take a lot of naps. You know, naps get a lot are the of sleep best. In. Listen, do it, do it while <laughs> you, do it while you don't have kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, when my when my two year old takes a nap, that's when my wife's like, "You're good, you can take a nap." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'll take it right now." Uh, hey, hey, your mom has BYU TV, right? She's already ready to go. Oh yeah, she. I told her I was doing one uh, BYU TV this morning. She sent me a screenshot like, "Hey, I already have it. I, I have it recorded for eleven o'clock. I'll be there." That's yes. right. Mom, That's right. She's been doing. Mom is a super fan already. She has about three hundred dollars worth of BYU gear the first day I committed. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that is what we like to hear. Tijon Lucas with yeah. us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you know about your teammates thus far? Have you met any of them virtually? If so, who and and what has that been like? Uh, I talked to uh, Harms, even though he's not coming back. Uh, We talked a long time. He uh, congratulated me, supported me, um, shouted me out. Uh, Some guys follow me on Instagram. I haven't had the chance to talk to them at all, but definitely seen them. I was able to follow those guys back, but uh, Harms has definitely been good. I was probably the one I've talked to the most. I've been there and played um, since we actually played against him in the Big Ten. They remember me, so mm-hmm. it was definitely just good to pick his brain and appreciate it. Yep, little Purdue-Illinois uh, action there. Um, I, I want to ask you a super deep question. You can go wherever you want with this. Who or what has made you who you are? I would say my mother in Milwaukee. Um, being raised from Milwaukee, um, not, not a lot of people make it out of here. It's rough. Uh, it's hard. There's a lot of distractions going on every day. Um, even with violence, it's, it's going on, uh, every day. So I just commend my mom for sticking me in the gym. Uh, my dad, he, he pushed me to play basketball. Uh, first one introduced me to the game and then Mr. McHenry, uh, did a great job and, uh, I went to the Silver Spring Neighborhood Center, which is like a boys and girls club kind of. Uh, we've been going there since fourth grade. They do a little bit of everything. I mean, they helped me with at homework help, um, ACT prep, food pantry, uh, summer camp. Um, you could work in the summer. I, my AU program was through there. So I literally went there Monday through Friday just because there was a lot of distractions going on around me, staying in the gym, just trying to stay focused and 
just trying to get out of there as much as best as possible. So I, I commend Milwaukee. You know, it takes a village to raise one. And then my mother, my support team, my sister, my dad, Mr. McHenry, I commend those because they push me and make sure I stay on the right track every day. You just mentioned to Mr. McHenry. Who is that and uh, what kind of influence uh, did he have on your life? Uh that's my AAU coach slash mentor who's been there since fourth grade. Um, I played for the Milwaukee Spartans AAU program, which was ran through the Sewer Spring Neighborhood Center, who which Mr. McHenry was over at the time. And I've been playing with there since fourth grade. Like I said, he made sure I had everything I needed. Um, excuse me. Um, and then he just been pushing me. Uh, he helped me with these decisions. He was answering phone calls from Coach Pope and Coach Cody, Coach everybody. Um, he helps me break down the film, make sure I'm picking the right school, make sure it's the right fit, uh, checking on me mentally, seeing how I'm doing, shooting me texts after games like not good enough or got to do better or get up some more shots or just checking in on me. So he's always been there for me since fourth grade. I couldn't ask for no better support than him and my supporting cast. Oh, very cool. It seems like we need to get Mr. McHenry uh, some BYU swag, right? For sure. (laughs) It sounds like mom's got plenty to share, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mom has the cart loaded. She had the same night. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, uh, when do you get to town? Um, I think I'll be down the first week in June. I think I'll be down because my lease ends here the for end of this month, uh, packing up, starting to pack up stuff here, and hopefully I can get down the first week in June because I know there's a basketball camp the first week of June. I want to get down there for that. Hey, hit the ground running. Have you seen mountains like Utah's mountains before? No, I've never been to Utah. I've never seen mountains like Utah like I was telling coach, I know nothing about Utah, but I'm glad to be there. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna love it. It's a it's a uh, awesome place. It's growing a ton. It's got the number one economy in the country right now in this county. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. It'll uh, set you up for the future of basketball and otherwise. It's gonna be great. Um, what what are you what are you hoping for out of these six to eight months as you talk about not only on the court but kind of your development as a person? Uh, uh to find another family and brothers uh hopefully build a bond that's lifelong with those guys you know meet the fans and then get better individually um as much as possible in that time frame even though it's small but i know that you can get a lot done and then get uh better collectively you know this six to eight months uh i want to be able to um like i said win a conference championship get to the tournament make a deep run i don't want to just get there and make a run um and me individually, I think if I improve a little bit of my, my shooting and consistency, I think the sky's the limit. So I just want to focus on improving every day, locking in every day, making sure I do what I need to do in order for me and the team to be successful. You mentioned patterning your game after Chris Paul. Uh, number three, it happens to be available at BYU with Matt Harms leaving. So is, is that what you're targeting? Yes, sir. I've, it's crazy. I've never wore another number ever. Like I've been wearing that in AU. I've been at every high school stop. I've wore three. Every college stop, I've wore three. So it's. Uh, I can't say it's because of CP3. Um, it was because of Allen Iverson. That was my favorite player at first uh, before LeBron James. So that's why I wore three. But 
I'll take the CP3 because he's doing some real damage right now in the league. <laughs> I love it. BYU is about to get a TL3 in Provo, man. Tijon, thanks for the time. So great to meet you. Can't wait to see you in Provo for BYU. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Go Cougs. Hey, and tell mom hi. We're, we're ready for her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell her. <laughs> All right. T. John Lucas on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I love this guy. Yes. I'm so excited. He's got an electric personality. He has a big smile. Ready to, to work. Here. And he understands what he's being asked to do, right? As a grad transfer. All right. Six to eight months. I'm going to go crazy hard, and we're going to get this thing done, right? We're, we're going we're gonna, to – he wants to win the league. He has ambitious goals, right, which is great. Listen, is BYU going to beat Gonzaga for the uh, regular season title? They will not. Uh, but in Vegas, they maybe there's something. Once. Maybe once in Vegas. Who knows, yeah. right? Um, and, and you don't have to go through Gonzaga to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Those are two separate things. What a mature, impressive young man. And answering the tough questions with zero hesitation. Yes, and I love uh, – we got deep with him, right? Yeah, super um, cool. Milwaukee and, and uh, mentor, Mr. McHenry, and mom and dad and sister. and That's great. Let's go. Let's go. Get more more uh, Tijon Lucas in Provo. I, I love it. Okay, coming up, first-team All-American Michaela Coulihan on why, despite being drafted, she's still coming back for the fall soccer season. And BYU football star running back Tyler Algier on the cover of Athlon College Football Preview's Mountain Division. Is he the right choice of any BYU guy? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Cosmo has a new friend. Kiki's getting you ready to do the BYU softball hokey pokey. Check it out on the BYSN Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. I should mention, we have started a YouTube channel for BYU Sports Nation. So if you want to subscribe to it, you should, you should do that. We've been uh, you know, using BYU TV Sports for a long time. We have now created a second one. He is our pseudo-YouTube specialist, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Athlon Sports posted its different uh, college football magazine covers. The Mountain Region has uh, version, Mountain Region version has Tyler Algier on it with a Colorado and Utah player. Is Tyler Algier the right choice? I think he's the right choice for BYU because if you look at the preseason magazines or projections that are coming out, yes, even in middle of the middle of May. It's time. Let's go. Tyler Algier is the guy, according to Pro Football Focus, who is the highest rated skill position player coming back. I know that the storyline of the Nakua brothers is really fun, but if you're looking at a returning BYU player, Algier's got to be the guy. Who would you put on the cover? A returning 1,000-yard rusher? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The end. Okay. Next. Uh, yeah, Jerem. On the College Football with Chris and Gary podcast, because apparently that's a thing, they said, they as in Chris and Gary, that BYU's fan base was bigger than Utah's and Colorado's combined. Yeah. Fact or fiction? Fiction. That's, there's no way. I'm sorry. No. The BYU's B- B- fan base is massive, you know. For sure. Yeah, it's not bigger it's, than both of those power than, five it's, teams. It's bigger than Utah's, probably. I don't know about Colorado. They've got a long tradition, a uh, proud alumni base. The Buffs, yeah. Denver, Boulder. Listen, listen, we give ourselves a lot of credit here. I'm talking this show, the fan base. Every, that's way too much no, credit. Two no. power five no. fan bases combined. No. Also, we're bringing up the Chris and Gary podcast. That was my idea. It was a mistake. <laughs> What is your favorite BYU-Wisconsin connection? Wisconsin connection. Oh, I think I'm going to go with 
the Milwaukee Bucks. Fred Roberts, Mark Pope, and now Elijah Bryant with some recency bias. And nice. I like the three t- NBA players in Milwaukee tied to BYU. Cody Fieger uh, is a Milwaukee guy. We just learned he was the first to reach out to uh, Tijon Lucas, who is a Milwaukee guy, MKE, as I've learned the last couple days. The Packers kind of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams, of course, Fix Oto and Brady Papinga. So some Lambo leapers which is pretty fun. Maybe we're missing the obvious one, which is BYU's winning Camp Randall. Yeah, that was pretty cool. In Madison in 2018. I'm pretty sure T. John Lucas saw that and was like, I need to go to BYU. <laughs> well, the, you, the, you did bring the, up the, the Bucks Tanner connection Mangum, with Mark Pope. Yes, the Tanner Mangum throws for sub-100 in BYU wins game. That was awesome. Because Squally came like, to ran wild. Defense was awesome. Jonathan Taylor yep. by eight yards. How about that? That's one of the more crazy. random awesome facts in BYU football history, in that game. Yes, the two I just brought up. <laughs> Both. Coming up, we'll get today's Rising Show. Plus, three-time All-American soccer star Michaela Coolahan on why she's opting for one more season at the Y instead of going pro. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball tonight, 8 Eastern, BYU and Pepperdine. What's the third to last word? Because I know second to last is penultimate. Uh, the anti-penultimate game between <laughs> BYU and Pepperdine to end the season. Listen on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Is there is that a third what it is? to last? I actually think that's what it is. Anti-penultimate? I think it's an anti- like before. All right. Yeah, before the second to last. Could you figuring out English language on the air. Yeah. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, where we English at a high level. Live from Studio B. I speak good. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is three-time All-American soccer star for BYU, Michaela Coulihan. Welcome back to the show, Michaela. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Just trying to figure out what third to last means. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the anti-penalty is? I don't know. Your attempt was better than anything I could come up with. So I, I looked it up. I guess I'm right. Anyways, let's talk about you. <laughs> Amazing season. First team All-American back to the NCAA tournament. I know it wasn't kind of the finish you guys wanted, but obviously everything was weird. And uh, you play your, your season in the spring. How did you feel about how the season went? I think there was a lot of positives to take away from it. Um, as you said, just kind of happy to have been able to play. And there was so much up in the air there for a while. And almost get sick of saying that, but it was a positive thing and just really happy that we got as many games in as we did and played the tough competition that we had. And um, I think we gained a lot of experience. Like it was a good spring season for us. And as you said, it was, it ended unfortunately or in an unfortunate way. And that was too bad, but, but we really have a lot of positives to take away from it. You drew Virginia who eventually went to the final four in another college cup in your opening round. Do you feel like you, you got a rough draw there or how does, how does that shake out in your mind right now? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. It, I think when we were watching the selection show, it was kind I, I didn't ever feel like, dang, we're playing Virginia, but it was like, Oh, Virginia. And then you hear a lot of talk after that. Like everyone was shocked. They weren't ranked and, didn't get a first round bye and things like that. So there was a lot of talk about how they kind of got unfortunate to have us as well. And so it was a tough matchup that early in the tournament, but um, I think that that's just kind of the way the tournament is and that happens and you got to be able to rise to play anybody. So you guys end up being the 12 overall seed, which was awesome. I thought typically in the tournament, it's like, 
We just have this. I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but it's like, ah, BYU gets chipped or whatever. That's how we feel about the NCAA tournaments, generally speaking. 12 was great. Yeah. 11 was Santa Clara. They go and win the national championship. What was that like emotionally? Because you know them. You split with them. It was tied in aggregate. So that, that had to be something. What was it? Geez, it was a lot, a lot of different emotions. I think, I think back to the other national championships I've watched in previous years and it always hurts. It's hard to watch another team celebrate and you're jealous, of course, like everybody wants to feel that feeling and celebrate that way. But it was like a whole nother level watching Santa Clara do it. We're like, we beat them once we got unfortunate losing to them another time. I even feel like we should have won the first game as well. And they're in our conference. So it's so close to home and we know we're so familiar with them and know how good we are and I mean if you see a team like that you know you're capable of beating and you're better than you feel like and watching watching them win the national championship just kind of fueled me and um like I said very jealous but makes me want to be able to feel that same thing and, and make it there any any kind of positive feelings there at all given that hey the league won one that's that's good for us as a group it makes us look good or is it like oh we're on that level I'd say a little bit of both, but yeah, yeah, there's for sure some positive to take. Like the WCC, I think that's that's great to see a, a conference opponent, you know, win the national championship. And just for West, the West in general, the soccer over here sometimes gets a little bit of, you know, we're not as good as the, the East Coast or whatever people say. And so I think it's great that a team close by won and showed, you know, how strong we are over here and how strong our conference can be. And so yeah, for sure. And it's, it's just really motivating and kind of wants me to be able to rise to that and push us to that level as well. Three-time All-American soccer star Michaela Coulihan with us on BYU Sports Nation, two times a first-teamer. That's incredible. It really is. You know, so I'm, we're here to profile you. You're awesome, okay? How do you feel about How do you feel about being awesome, Michaela? <laughs> you guys are too nice. You make me sound even better than I am, so I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it really is legit, right? Jennifer Rockwood, I think it was 2019, I said, tell me what makes Michaela Coulin great. And she said, you know, said all these amazing things. She said, she to me, she's the best player we've ever had in the program. And I was like, best player ever? That's, oh. that's incredible given how many uh, players have come through here. What what is what is the program done to help elevate you to where yes you're two time first team All American you could make it three this fall uh, in your fifth year that would be something pretty special. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember back in the recruiting process, I heard I talked to several people who had played at BYU, um, and they told me like I can guarantee you if you go to BYU you'll get better. And they they didn't say that would be the case at every other school and other schools that I was kind of considering. So that was something that stuck with me and I can fully attest to it and say that that's completely true. And I feel like the coaching staff, the level here, the training every day is just, it, it causes us and gives us the opportunity to be elite. And uh, I think that I've just taken, been able to take that opportunity and try to push myself and, and get better in every way. And um, that's a reflection of our coaches. I would say. She used the E word Spencer. I know she is elite. I know. Yeah. We don't use it's that in not, vain in not Studio B. Used in vain here. I learned my lesson, right? <laughs> <laughs> Michaela Coulan with us on BYU Sports Nation. Maybe coming back for one more shot at I don't know, a college cup or a national championship was enough to push you to another season at BYU, but you're drafted fourteenth overall. You clearly are a future pro player. 
what was the main driving force behind your motivation to come back for one more season instead of just taking it to the professional level? Uh, I've had this conversation several times and I always come back to like, I'm in no rush to get out of BYU because I have everything I need to be successful here. And it helps me get better as I just kind of talked about. Um, I feel like every day I have the chance to compete against the best and um, my coaches help me help push me and push me in different ways to kind of excel. And, and so I just want to return here. I feel like there's still a little bit left in me. I want to end on a normal fall season and um, I want to take us further than we've ever gone in the tournament. And that's my goal. So I kind of want to end on that before going to Orlando and continuing to play there. Well, let's go. Uh, And this conversation normally would be had what in December, the season just ended. It's May. So you're actually playing in three months, which is super exciting. Oh, by the way, we wanted to ask you, who's your favorite Major League Baseball team? <laughs> uh, the Nationals. <laughs> why, why is that? <laughs> you know, I got to support my boyfriend. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jackson Clough, he's one of our favorites. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing great. He, he actually just got injured. He hurt his hand, um, but his season had just barely kind of started and uh, he had been playing well so far, and so he's he's going to have a little bit of a break, but he'll get right back to it. So. How much minor league baseball are you watching right now? <laughs> every day there for a minute until he, <laughs> he took a little break, but, yeah, yeah. It, it, every single day. <laughs> he's, in, he's in double-A with the Harrisburg Senators right now, so that's good, man. That's That's good. That's great. So how physically tired do you feel after a very unique season in the spring, knowing that you got to turn things around, as Jerem just mentioned, essentially in a few months. Yeah. um, I think a lot of people have kind of been talking about that. Like, wow, that's a quick turnaround. And honestly, that's all I could ask for. Like the more games, the better, the quicker the season's coming, the happier I am. And that's what I want to do. So to see it um, just right around the corner and not having this long off season and just training every day, it just makes me super excited. And I can't wait to get back into it. And for what it's worth, Kayla, I believe that BYU was the last team to beat Santa Clara before they went on their national championship run. So you still have that on them. Hey, the only team that beat them. The Let's only go. Team. Let's go. How that's that? right. Let's hang a banner. Let's go. <laughs> that's, that's the fuel for this season. <laughs> Kayla, great to talk to you. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your off-season training. Stay well. Tell Be Jackson well. hi. Yeah, say hi to Jackson for Love us, you. and we'll uh, we'll see you around soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good one. You got it. Michaela Coolahan on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Elite. She really is. Two-time first-team All-American. It's fun to go into every game knowing BYU has the best player on the field. Yeah. She's the best player on the field. She is in that very, very small category of, like, maybe somebody discussed as, like, the best athlete on campus at BYU in any sport right now. Yeah. Like, she's right there. Could be. Yeah. Could be. She's the Carlos Valderrama. Okay. A BYU soccer. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> minus there. What's the best injury performance in BYU sports history? We've got a few we need to add that you brought up. And which former BYU basketball star is set to welcome a new member to the family? Part of our rise and shout out next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. 
All right, Jerem, it is time that we revisit our question of the day. Mm-hmm. In the spirit of LeBron James' performance in the NBA playoffs play-in game LeBron last night, James. what's the best BYU performance while being injured? Because LeBron got hit in the eye. He was seeing three baskets, apparently. He was just shooting at the one in the middle. He's a little dramatic for me. Man. <laughs> a little? David Tenney on Twitter, taking it back to BYU, says, Rondo Felberg, okay. former cool. athletic director. Yep. Becoming an All-American in wrestling while doing so on a broken leg in the NCAA tournament. What? I'm sorry. A broken leg? Wrestling? I can bar- that's impressive. I can barely sit on my couch if I had a broken leg. Uh, a couple to bring up that we missed uh, th- that have been mentioned. Mark Wilson, 1979. Yes, from Brian Buss and uh, Bob Gertz, both on Twitter. What was his again? What was the injury? Ruptured appendix. Ruptured appendix. Okay, yeah. Okay, which is our elite tweet? Let's just go there now. Okay, let's do it. I jumped it. It's okay. It's all good. Bob Gertz on Twitter. A week before beating Texas A&M, Mark Wilson had his appendix out down to 165 pounds. He weighed 165 pounds as a quarterback. And then played. Uh, Jim McMahon played at Hawaii with an injured shoulder, couldn't raise his right arm, and threw 30 for 50 in a win against the Rainbow Warriors. That's insane. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. Yes, uh, Mark Wilson, that, that's the first win over a ranked opponent, by the way, 79 Texas At Texas a and they were randomly yes. playing in Houston because Texas A&M was having... Maybe they were renovating. Or was something. it Rice University? Yeah, they were renovating. Yeah. Taysom Mill 2015 plays a whole quarter on a yeah. Liz Frank injury, right? And then John Beck jacked up his ankles in 06 against Arizona. He plays basically the whole year hurt. He did miss one game that uh, Jaw Beck Jason came Beck. in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, we have a couple. First, Ryan Smith, owner of Qualtrics and the Utah Jazz, giving out scholarships for every win that the Jazz had. This is really That's cool. not cheap, by the way. No. Uh, and the Mikas, congratulations. Uh, First uh, child expected, so congrats to the make. It's super excited for them, man. Our thanks to today's guest, Tijon Lucas, new member of BYU Basketball, and Michaela Coulihan, All-American soccer star. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Your injury was that you couldn't keep your helmet on. <laughs> for Jeremy on Spencer, shout-out to Paul Ruffner. We'll see you tonight for BYU Baseball on the app, 8 Eastern against Pepperdine. Go Cougs. Don't forget, it's the anti-penultimate baseball The anti-penultimate. Yeah. Welcome back, athletes. I know for a 